Hello, friends, and welcome back to episode 42 of Misadventures with the Narcissist. I was not going to do an episode today, and then I had something that happened that triggered me, and I'm going to tell you about that in a second, but it kind of inspired me to do an episode and give you guys a quick update and share some things that I recently learned and realized and found out about. And before I do that, I just wanted to say I logged on to my stats for the podcast because I'm recording recording these episodes directly into my podcast host um, website or app or provider or whatever you want to call it. And I just realized that this podcast is almost at 30,000 downloads, which is so crazy and just kind of mind boggling to me. I am just so thankful to all of you guys and girls, um, for listening to the podcast. I launched it, I think it's going to be two years in May, so almost two years ago, and almost at 30,000 downloads. That is just crazy to me that someone has sat down 30,000 times. Well, not the same person, uh, but 30,000 times somebody pressed play on these podcast episodes. So thank you so much for all of you for listening, for continuing to support the podcast, for subscribing. And if you haven't yet left a comment or a review, make sure to do so in Apple iTunes. I think that's the only place where you can leave reviews. I don't think Spotify or any of the other apps do reviews, but if you can be so kind as to take a minute out of your day and leave a review for the podcast, that would be awesome. That is going to mean that even more people are reached with the message and the healing that can come after narcissistic abuse. So thank you so much for almost 30,000 downloads. I feel like I should have a celebration or something, but I just wanted to come on here and say how grateful I am to all of you for continuing to tune in week after week after week. And even when I miss um, a week or a month or so, um, and for anybody who is new to the podcast, welcome. I am so happy that you are here today. So in today's episode, I want to talk about the fact that the narcissist has new supply and how it's affecting me, how I feel about it, how he is doing with it. And yeah, just some stuff that has come up as a result uh, of that. But before we go there, I wanted to just share a quick incident that happened about maybe half an hour ago that inspired me to sit down and record another podcast episode today, even though I was not planning on recording anything today, but I just felt like it was kind of the universe's way of nudging me to record an episode. And yeah, I also want to say that I am pretty sure, like I mentioned in previous episodes, that the narcissist is now listening or knows about my podcast. And it feels weird to record these episodes knowing that he could be on the other end of it. But at the same time, I don't really care. I need to keep going with the story. There's still so much to be told. And yeah, it just feels a little weird when I sit down and think about that and then I kind of forget and I I go on. So anyway, so about half an hour ago, my son came back from school. He's in high school and he goes to school really close. It's like a two, three minute walk from where we live. So he comes home for lunch every day 
And he usually comes with one of his friends. So today he came home with one of his friends. I was sitting on the couch. Um, both him and his friend walked in and my son said hello to me um, and asked, um, you know, asked about lunch. And then his friend kind of just didn't really look at me, didn't really say, you know, didn't say hello at all. It, it was kind of, I kind of felt invisible. Now I know this is a high school kid, right? So high schoolers are in their own world. Um, but when I saw him standing there and he didn't say hello or even look at me, his friend, not my son, but his friend, um, it totally triggered me. And I felt my whole nervous system go into this weird feeling that I used to feel when my narcissistic ex-husband was around and he would come by to my house and pick up the kids and totally ignore me, like literally would walk into my house and go, Hey kids, are you ready? I'm, I'm, I'm outside in the car. I'll be waiting. And I will literally be standing right there. Wouldn't say hello. Wouldn't look at me. Wouldn't do anything. Sometimes he would look at me and then just look away. Um, but totally pretend that I didn't even exist or that was that I wasn't even there. And what my son's friend did today totally triggered me and my nervous system. And I felt those same exact feelings that I used to feel when I would see my narcissistic ex-husband. Now, he didn't always ignore me. There were times, you know, most of the time he would say hello, obviously. But if we had had a fight before or a disagreement or if something was off or whatever, like the next time I would see him, he would totally just ignore me. And seeing my son's friend today and not being greeted with a hello by someone who's walking into my house, right? Like I was in my house um, just totally triggered me. And I just felt like I felt my nervous system go into fight or flight. I felt really sad. I felt really unseen and unappreciated. And it was just weird. Cause right. Like this is just my son's friend. Like I don't have a relationship with him. I don't, I mean, you know, I know him. Um, I see him all the time cause my son hangs out with him every day. He usually says hello to me. We have a, a pretty good, you know, like friendly relationship. Um, it's not anything out of the ordinary, but today when he didn't say hello, it was just weird. And, and I just thought, wow, this is weird. Like this, this little incident, this little thing totally triggered me and almost like ruined my lunchtime. And in a way it just made me so sad. And it reminded me of all of the times that, <clears throat> my ex-husband used to do that. So the whole point of my story, what I'm trying to get at is that the body remembers. There's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Um, and it's so true. It's like my body remembered, even though technically, like I'm not upset that my friend, my son's friend didn't say hello, whatever. It's not a big deal, but my body just went into that. Um, it was almost like a muscle memory where like it remembers how it feels in a certain situation and all of those feelings came back and it was just so weird like i almost like i almost wanted to cry i mean i didn't want to cry but i almost wanted to cry because of how much sadness i felt when i was triggered and again it's really weird like it sounds really weird cuz it's just a high school kid not saying hello but it was just so much more than that and totally unexpected right like i was not expecting to feel that or to have all of those feelings come back. So anyway, I wanted to share that story because if 
you find yourself in a situation where you are triggered by something that someone else does that reminds you of your narcissistic um, spouse or friend or parent or whoever is is or was the narcissist in your life, just know that it is your body trying to keep you safe and your body just remembering and all of the muscle memory of what what that situation meant. So yeah, I think it's totally normal as you are healing and probably for the rest of of my life, um, sadly. But but yeah, that is just a, an interesting thing that happened today that kind of inspired me to sit down and record this podcast episode. So now let's talk about the topic of today's podcast, which is that the narcissist has new supply. Now, this woman has been in his life for a long time. It is apparently someone that goes back to his childhood. Um, someone, I think he worked with her, either he went to, to high school with her or college or worked with her. I don't exactly know, but it's someone that he has known in the past um, that he lost touch with for most of his adult life. And about two years ago, they somehow reconnected. I don't know how, I don't know why, um, but somehow they reconnected and they started talking and I rem- he didn't tell me anything about it or anything. Um, and I didn't think anything about it. And honestly, I don't really care. Um, or I didn't really care, but I remember going to his house one time to pick up the kids and there was this postcard of, um, her and, her three kids, um, you know, and it, it was like, um, it was written to him and, you know, just like a, a quick update. I didn't really like, I kind of just glanced at it and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. He's got someone else's family, um, up on his board or up on his fridge. And I don't know who this person is, whatever. It just seemed weird. And then all of a sudden my kids started talking about her. Um, and let's give her a name. I don't want to say her real name. So, Um, let's say her name is, I don't know, Annie, right? Um, her name is Annie, but that's not her real name, but for our purposes today, let's call her Annie. And my kids were like, oh yeah, dad was talking to Annie today. Or dad is, you know, he's, um, he's planning a trip to visit Annie. And I was like, who, like, is this the same person or whatever? But again, he's never told me anything about her and, or that even he was talking to anybody. And again, he, we were divorced. He doesn't owe me anything. I don't tell him about the people that I'm dating or anything, but the reason I'm talking about this is because it is such a double standard because when I didn't tell him about, any of the people that I was dating, he got really mad and he started arguing with me that I should let him know and be transparent and, and all of that. And that I'm breaking our promise or my promise that I made to him about keeping him in the loop and all of that BS. But anyway, so he didn't tell me anything about her. And then he started talking about her. So he would say, um, yeah, I was talking to my friend from back home and she sent me this, or I was talking to my friend today and it's so funny. She's dealing with the same thing, or it was always my friend. He would refer to her as my friend, even though they clearly had like a long distance, um, sort of relationship. And 
over the next year, he still was talking to her and still it was always my friend, right? Like anytime he would talk about her, he would just say my friend. And then over the summer, last summer, my kids went to visit his parents, which are in the same state where he grew up in. And all of a sudden he messaged me and he said, Hey, just so you know, uh, we're going out on the boat with my friend Annie today and um, the kids are going to meet her. So I was like, okay, <laughs> like, why do I need to know? I don't care that my, you know, my kids are going to meet your friend. Um, and yeah, so he, again, he never said my girlfriend, the woman that I'm dating, anything. It was just always my friend. So I was like, okay, whatever. Um, you know, so he kind of let me know, but he said my friend, not my girlfriend. And then, you know, I talked to my kids and they're like, yeah, we met Annie's kids. She's so nice. They're so nice. And again, whatever. I was like, I don't care what he does in his personal life. I don't care who he's dating or whatever. But what I do care about is that he lied and he said, my friend, um, although narcissists always lie. So I'm not like, I'm not surprised. I'm not saying this because I'm surprised or shocked or, um, or hurt or anything like, it's just what it is. And this is just another example of how narcissists, um, they can do something, they can go by their own rules, but someone else can't, um, or is not expected to. So anyway, um, so that was last summer, you know, and then every now and then he would just say, yeah, I talked to my friend Annie and she says this, or, you know, we were talking about dogs one time and he was like, oh yeah, my friend Annie has a dog. Um, and I hate dogs. I freaking hate dogs. And, you know, I would never date her just because of her dogs. Like I'm not dating anybody with dogs. Right. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Like he feels really strongly about hating people who have dogs and hating dogs in general. So whatever, he's entitled to his opinion. And I, so yeah, so every once in a while he would mention this woman, Annie, and their conversation, or sometimes my kids would call him when they were at my house and they'd be like, hey dad, you know, I want to tell you something. And he would say, oh, hey, I'm talking on the phone with Annie. Can I call you back? Or, you know, can I put you on hold while I finish up my conversation with Annie and whatever. So Annie's been in the picture um, as a quote unquote friend for the last two years in in his life. And when he moved, um, he moved about well, last June, and it's now March, so nine, about nine months ago, as you guys may remember from previous podcast episodes, he moved to a different state for a job. Now, this new state that he moved to is a state away or like borders the state that she lives in, um, that Annie lives in. Now, I think it's like a, a long drive from what he told me. It's maybe like four, five, six hours away or something. So it's not exactly like close or, you know, in her town or anything like that. But it's much closer than where he was before, um, you know, eight, 900 miles away. So when he um, got the job, he totally stopped mentioning Annie, um, you know, never brought her up or anything like that. And then one time, like shortly after he moved, um, he, he was talking to my kids or something like that. And he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to visit Annie um, where she lives, you know, and we're going to spend the weekend together and whatever. And I overheard this conversation. I was like, oh, okay. 
you know, whatever. Um, she lives close. But then that kind of got me thinking, like, is he dating her? <laughs> you know, if he's going to visit her. And I think he was going to a concert or something with her, driving to her um, to see to see this concert and, and hanging out with her. But again, it's I don't care. Like, I don't give a crap <laughs> about what he does with his personal life um, and who he's dating or seeing or whatever. Um, but yeah, he didn't really mention anything about her again. And then recently, about maybe two months ago, he mentioned how he went to visit her in the weekend and how another weekend she came to visit him, um, visit him where he lives. And I remember my kids, like I had a conversation with my kids and they said something like, yeah, dad was saying that he would never date a woman um, who has a dog and who has kids um, because he's just not into that. So yeah, I don't think he would ever date her. And I was like, okay, but obviously at this time they were dating, you know, they were seeing each other. So I was like, okay, whatever. Like, I don't care, but okay. Um, and then he, him and I had a conversation and we were talking about dogs. And again, he mentioned something like, Ugh, dogs are the worst. Like I would never date a woman. He's like, I would never even date the woman, you know, my friend, my friend, Annie, because she has a dog and ugh, I just hate people with dogs. Uh, Mind you, he was dating her and lying to me, saying that he would never date her. And then out of nowhere, about like, I would say maybe a month ago, we were we were talking on the phone and I think we were talking about like the future and what's going to happen and the summer and how the kids are going to spend time with him there this summer. And I had been going back and forth between either staying in my current house either moving to where he is because I, I don't know, the kids really miss him. I feel like I'm having a hard time and maybe I'll do another episode about that. Um, but I'm really struggling with three kids on my own and not like, I don't struggle with that part. Like I am well enough to take care of them and to meet their needs and to take them where they need to go and, you know, cook food. Like I, I'm okay taking care of my children, but I honestly don't have energy or time to do anything else. And all of my time that I used to have in the weekends when he would have them was the time I would spend resting and working on my business. And ever since he left, like I have had no time to rest. I have had hardly any time to work on my business and grow my business. And as a result, my Income is, you know, like I'm not making any more money, even though I want to grow my business, but I just don't have the time or the energy to take care of myself and take care of my business and run my business, let alone date or see friends or anything like that. Like basically a hundred percent or maybe like 98% of my time goes into taking care of my children. And that is my number one responsibility is always, you know, it's always been, it will always be that. So I am not complaining about that at all. I'm just saying that the reality of taking care of three kids also means that I honestly do not have any time for my business. I don't have time to do anything else. I don't have time to see friends or energy to date or anything like that. And that is something that I, you know, I can't even travel, right? Like I have a friend who's getting married in California 
I can't go to her wedding because I don't have anyone to watch my kids. I can't do any overnights. I was even like, I had to go to, um, to one of the bigger cities around here to get some dental work done, which would have, would have required me to leave, you know, for like go maybe for two days to get this whole thing done. And I can't leave because I don't have anyone who's going to be able to be with my children for two days while I'm away. And yeah, so it's just been a reality that I've had to put a lot of my own things on hold because a hundred percent of my time is focused on my kids. So one of the things that I've thought about is maybe moving to where he is with this newfound um, clarity and strength and whatever that I have, um, you know, there and just, I don't know, trying to co-parent again and I don't know, whatever. That's another option. And then the other option is for us, me and my kids to move to a completely different state. Um, as I've mentioned before, I really like, I love the beach and I have wanted to live in Florida for at least the last 15 years. And my ex-husband always said no, that he would never want to do that anyway. So I couldn't move when we were married. I couldn't move after we got divorced. And now that he's no longer here, I can finally move. So my three options that I'm thinking about are me, you know, staying where I'm, where I am put with my kids, me moving to where he is so he can help co-parent and I can have some of my life back, um, or me moving with the kids to Florida and having our life there. So anyway, those are my three options that I am thinking about right now. So anyway, I kind of don't even remember why I told you guys that, <laughs> um, like why, why I even brought that up. But anyway, um, yeah, so let me try to remember. Okay. So I think my whole point that I was trying to make was that, um, oh yes. Okay. So he was saying, you know, that he would never like date any, or like he would never live with anybody or date anybody who had a dog and whatever. And then we were talking on the phone last week and I was telling him, you know, I'm thinking about these three options. Um, and he was like, well, I have to tell you, if I'm being honest, things with me and this woman are pretty serious right now. Um, things with me and Annie are pretty serious right now. And I have, um, you know, I've considered, um, he's like, would you ever consider moving to where she lives? Right. Um, so that way I can be closer to her and we can co-parent together. Now, the crazy thing about this whole thing is that when we were married, Anytime I would tell him that I want to move somewhere, he would say no. And he never moved for me. He only moved for me once where um, it's because like, whatever, I'm not even going to go into that. But he moved for me once out of the 11 or 12 times that we moved when we were married. And now all of a sudden, this woman that was a friend is now very serious with him. And he's considering moving where she is so he can be closer to her and pursue their relationship. So I was like, nope, I'm sorry. That is not a city that I would, you know, ever move to. <laughs> like, it's not even on my radar. Um, if I move somewhere, it'll be to Florida. And I said, would you ever consider moving to Florida? He's like, well, no, not really. It's too hot. Um, you know, but then I said, well, I would also consider moving somewhere where there's a beach, you know, so I can be near the ocean because I love it. 
Um, and he was like, well, would you consider moving to North Carolina? That is where Annie's parents are from. And that is where Annie's family's from. So I would consider moving there. So again, <laughs> this conversation was all about how can I, it started out as me telling him like, these are the three options in terms of moving that I'm considering right now. And it turned into, well, I'm considering moving where Annie is. Would you consider moving there as well? And I think he did all of that just to spite me, to show me that he is giving this new supply um, stuff that he would never consider giving me or never even wanted to give me like moving or considering where I wanted to go. Uh, but all of a sudden, now the new supply is the most important thing and where she wants to go or where she is, um, that is something that he's considering and wants me to go along with as well. So I just thought that was really interesting. Now, the reason this is interesting is because the week before that conversation, we were having a conversation and he, I feel like, I don't know if he has some sort of like other personality disorder. I don't want to diagnose him or anything like that. But the week before that, um, he was just so unhappy and so miserable. Um, and so just saying how much he misses the kids and whatever. And I made a joke and I was like, well, why don't you date? Like, why don't you just start dating someone, um, in your town? And that way, you know, maybe that'll take your mind off of not seeing the kids and make you pass the time and whatever. And he was like, well, no, I have zero interest in dating. He's like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of dating this girl, um, Annie, who lives, uh, you know, in this other town. Um, and he's like, and honestly, I see her once a month, you know, I go there once a month and she comes here once a month, but he's like, it's nothing serious. And I just, I'm not interested in a relationship. All I want to do is to see my kids and be with my kids and provide for my kids and take care of my kids. I have zero interest in being with someone else and helping to raise their children. He's like, ew, I would never want to do that. Um, he's like, it's, it's not serious. You know, he's like, it's just someone that I see every once in a while. And that's exactly how I want it right now. And I honestly don't have interest in anything more from anyone. So to go from saying, you know, this is my friend to, I would never date anybody with dogs to this is, you know, a long distance thing. And that's exactly how I like it. And I would not want anything else to literally the next week, a week later saying things with me and Annie are so serious that I am considering moving closer to her. Um, is just an example of what narcissists do. And I think if it was an earlier time, if this was like four, five, six years ago, when I didn't know about narcissistic abuse, when I didn't know how this whole thing would have affected me, I would have, this would have made me a mess. This would have put me into such a, I don't even know, just, it, I would have been a mess knowing that, um, he's willing to move with someone else, but not, he wasn't willing to move with me. Um, like all of these things that he is now doing for the new supply that he never did for me. And that is something that happens all the time, right? With narcissistic abuse. If you know how, you know, how they treat the new supply. And it's like, I don't care. I mean, I feel bad that this woman has to deal with that. I know, um, his love bombing and all of the things he's doing 
I, I know all about that. And it's the things that he did with me as well, right? He promised me things. He said things to, um, to get me on his side and to hook me in and all of that. And he's doing the same things to her. And part of me like wishes I could just send her a link to my podcast and be like, sister, I just want to save you the trouble. Here you go. This is who he is. But again, it's none of my business. I don't care. Uh, you know, that's her lesson to learn. I feel bad for her that she has to learn this the hard way. I don't know where their relationship is going to go. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if next week he's going to call me and be like, yeah, I stopped seeing her and her dogs are annoying and her kids are, I don't know what's going to happen. But all I know is that the story changes all the time. I know that he yelled at me and was upset with me when I didn't tell him that I was dating someone. And now he's been with this person for two years and barely just told me last month and has referred to her as a friend this whole time. I am pretty sure he took this job to be closer to her, even though I know he needed the money, right? And he couldn't get a job in our town. I know his main reason was because it, you know, it was a paying job, but I'm pretty sure she had something to do with it. And it's just so crazy how this double standard is, is just, yeah, a double standard and how it's totally okay for him to date someone without telling me to lie to me and refer to her as a friend, even though she's been more than a friend, um, for two years now. And, um, it's just crazy. I don't know. It's just crazy. And again, I'm not, this didn't affect me at all anymore than to think, huh, this is interesting. Um, and, just to know, yeah, that, um, he has new supply, but there is a really positive thing. Sorry, I'm getting so excited. <laughs> um, and the good thing about him having new supply that I also wanted to make sure I mention on this episode is that he is now leaving me alone. And it is crazy. Like we haven't gotten into a fight or argument in a few months when we talk on the phone it is pleasant and he doesn't lash out. He's not rude. He is not condescending. He treats me the way he used to treat other people um, when I was his narcissistic supply. So now that he has new supply, it's almost like he's moved on and he no longer needs that supply from me because someone else is giving that to him. And um, and yeah, he just is getting it somewhere else. So I wanted to mention that because first of all, it is such a difference. Um, like it's weird. Cause it's like, this is not going to make me forget who he is. Like, I still know who he is. I still in a way have my guard up when I talk to him. I still do all this. Like I'm still the same as when he didn't have the narcissistic supply and I was his supply. But the main difference now is that he's really backed off on me and we can actually co-parent a little better or a lot better, I should say. And part of me is like, you know, there's this sadness because I'm like, why couldn't you be this nice and this kind all of the time? Um, and it's like, I, it's refreshing. It's, um, I don't know. It's just better to not be treated the way he used to treat me. And at the same time, I, I know what he's capable of. 
Um, I am not letting my guard down, even though that sounds like a weird thing to say. Um, like I still don't trust him. It feels fake. <laughs> it feels forced, but at least he's nice when he talks to me and we don't get into arguments and I don't get off the phone feeling drained and exhausted and insulted and confused. It's like, I'm just having a conversation with a neutral person. And that's what it feels like. And it feels great. Um, it, I don't know how long it's going to last. It could last um, as long as he has her for supply. If for some reason they break up or things end, I don't know if he's going to default back to me as the supply. I have no idea what's going to happen. Um, but it has been really nice to get this break from him and from being treated like crap and being talked to the way that he talks to me all the time. And that is definitely a blessing um, and something that I am really happy about right now. Again, I don't know how long it's going to last. I don't know where it's going to go. It could just be me imagining it. Um, and, you know, he's still doing his thing and I'm just not noticing. I don't know. But I barely talk to him anymore. The only time we have talked in the last couple of months or maybe weeks was when something had really come up with the kids um, and that like I needed his input on or we were trying to book flights for the summer or, or things like that or talk about spring break. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm having a, a break from the narcissist. <laughs> um, and I think that's partly why I haven't been as, um, as into doing or recording things on the podcast is because it's been really nice to not have to think about him, to not have to be triggered, um, and to not be involved with him on a day-to-day -day basis. So yeah, I still feel like there is more things that I want to share. And it almost sounds like he's driving whether or not I do the podcast. Um, and it's, it feels like sometimes this, this podcast is a way for me to release all of the frustration and anger and confusion and all of the things that I've been dealing with from him. And because I'm not dealing with him as much anymore, and because he's found new supply, um, it's just my life is more peaceful. And I don't think about him. I don't really think about like my past or, or all of this or even the podcast, unless I get triggered. And I mean, of course I think about the podcast, like, you know, I know it's here. I, I, um, I think about what other episodes I want to do. I think about you guys and I want to be there for you. And I read my messages and that you guys send me on Instagram and via email. So it's not like, I don't mean it in that way. I just mean from like my own perspective, I don't have as much of a desire to talk about him anymore because he is pretty much non-existent in my life at the moment. So, um, all of this other stuff is just stuff that like I'm processing or I'm being triggered. I don't know if this makes sense. Like I, I don't know. I feel like I'm over explaining and I just read a thing the other day saying that over explaining is a sign of trauma. So, um, so anyway, that is, um, I still have a ton of work to do, obviously, if you want to listen to my last last episode before this one about healing, and if I've healed, go ahead and listen to that one as well so you can hear where I'm at. 
but uh but yeah it's a process it literally feels like it's going to be a lifelong process for me and i'm going to be triggered um and i'm going to be um I guess, poked at (laughs) um, by different things, whether it's someone not saying hello to me or someone turning their back to me or not returning my phone call or giving me the silent treatment and all of that. So yeah, I still have lots of triggers, but that's okay. We're getting through it. I'm getting through it. It's all good. It's all part of the healing process. It's all part of me moving forward. And yeah, whatever happens with this new supply, is whatever was meant to happen. And I just hope that I continue to move on with my life, not be as triggered and continue to heal. So yeah, I hope all of that makes sense. If you guys want to hear the next episode, um, make sure to subscribe and That way you will be notified in your favorite podcast player when the new episode goes live. If you want to interact with me or have questions or want to say hello, please go ahead and reach out to me via Instagram. I believe the handle is misadventures with a narcissist or misadventures with the narcissist. I can't remember. Um, And or yeah, you can just um, search in Instagram misadventures with the narcissist or check out the show notes and I've put a link to my Instagram profile in there as well. So that is my episode for today. I feel like I've rambled on a little bit, but that's okay. I guess it is part of how I'm processing all of this. And yeah, I will see you guys hopefully next week. I'm not sure when I'll do a new episode. Uh, Maybe I will talk about I don't know, moving or like my, my thoughts and my dilemma with moving. Maybe I'll talk about something else. I'm not sure yet. I will wait to be inspired to do a new episode. Um, I'm sorry that I have not been as consistent on here. I hope you guys can understand. I I do think consistency is good, but in this case, um, it's, yeah, I just don't always want to talk about him. (laughs) Um, and that's okay too. And if he's listening to this, that's fine. I don't really care, although it's weird because I feel like he, you know, he's listening on a therapy session um, and getting my my insight into what I'm thinking, but whatever, that's totally fine. I don't care. Um, so anyway, rambling on has got to stop. So I will see you guys next week or during the next episode. And yeah, thank you again so much for listening and for being here. Bye. Bye.